to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country, wrapping up our season opening series with Henry Drews, the Northwest Regional Fisheries Manager out of the Bemidji Office, the state of the fishery. And Henry, as I do this show every year, it just seems to me there's more and more anglers and they're getting more and more sophisticated. And that's always the concern, but we still uh, have found ways, I think through a lot of education of anglers, uh, to, to make sure we stay healthy as far as the, uh, the health of our fisheries. Yeah, anglers are better equipped. They're they're um, they're better anglers than they were ten, fifteen years ago. Technology's advancing, boats advancing, you know. And let's just hope that the conservation ethic is advancing with that. And you know, people you know don't have to harvest every fish they catch that they know they're going to get all summer to fish. I think they're they're being more selective on their harvest, um, keeping what they need and letting the rest go, and um, and sharing that experience with others. So what would you say going into uh, 2018 uh, your concerns would be as far as the uh, fishing health? You know, I, nothing specifically jumps out at me. I am concerned with, um, you know, legislative activity around muskie management and tying our hands on, on how we manage for muskies. Um, that is a concern. That should wrap itself up in the next couple of months. Um, you know, long term, we got it's not a 2018 issue, but long term, we need to keep the youth and um, non-traditional anglers, get them active, keep them involved. Um, on the near horizon here, I think I think these this uncertainty with ice out and that isn't isn't going to be as hard on the fish as it is the anglers planning their trips, showing up at the accesses, and and our folks with our parks and trails division may or may not have gotten the ramp straightened out if there's any ice damage, or they may not have the dock in. We're going to have to have some patience and be flexible if we still have these these um, lingering winter conditions, you know, um, on our lakes and at the accesses. So it won't be as quick out of the gate perhaps this year as some years, but I think we just got to, you know, realize uh, the time of the situation we're in. Okay. Uh, quickly touching on panfish, crappies, uh, sunnies, and perch, um, you know, some real healthy numbers in a lot of places, a couple lakes where there are some concerns in that regard, though, as well. Um, there, there are with panfish. You know, we have a we have a group. Um, all of our species have major, um, what we call them as our our fisheries work groups. There's a bass work group, a walleye work group, a pike work group, musky work group, catfish work group. There's even a panfish work group, and the panfish work group is is looking at some ideas for um, consideration that we might look at changing some of our statewide panfish regulations. Um, the reason we'd look at a statewide change would be because we don't have the resources, we don't have the data to manage individual all the panfish lakes individually. That's why we're being encouraged by the panfish work group to look at a general statewide regulation change. Um, there's some ideas out there. We're getting input on those ideas from the a statewide angler survey that's going on right now through the University of Minnesota. So on the horizon, there may be some new panfish regulations 
regulations. At the present time, you know, our focus for, for bluegills and crappies is on those lakes where we have special regulations. And we've got some very good ones around here. And um, Gull Lake, Pymoosh Lake, and mm-hmm. uh, Little Man Trap. So there's a number of lakes we have these special regs on that we're following, um, tracking, and evaluating how those special regs are working. You know, we talked a lot about the, the walleyes and how the AIS and, you know, clean, clearing water seems to affect them. Does, you know, what about these other species? In general, um, as we see our, our lakes get warmer, <laughs> it's hard to talk about a warming climate on a year <laughs> like this, but in general, as we see um, our lake waters um, warm and we have shorter periods of ice cover on average, it and, and in those lakes that are clear because of invasive species, those things tend to work together to favor bass and panfish. So these lakes that may not be perennial walleye lakes, um, as they get clear with invasive species or as they warm up a little each year, they're becoming um, more suitable for panfish reproduction and bass populations to flourish. So that's probably why we're seeing um, bass numbers increase as you move further north in Minnesota than maybe they existed 50 years ago. It's because the the warming climate and in some cases the clear water, which stimulates more plant growth, um, is favorable to those species. We will wrap up our conversation with Henry Drews next. Plus, hear from Jason Durham, outstanding guide in the Park Rapids area as he gets ready for the opener. Back to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. When we went to break, we were talking with Henry Drews about the growth of bass numbers, smallmouth in particular, up in Paul Bunyan Country. One of the examples of that would indeed be Malax, where that has become probably one of the best smallmouth fisheries in the world, is what I'm hearing. And, and that is that is rated uh, the the bass fishing community in the tournament circles have rated Malax the number one smallmouth bass destination lake in in the north North America right now, and and that is you know the bass have always been present in Malax but they weren't present at lower numbers, and we believe that um, as Malax has warmed over the last twenty thirty years, that little bit of warming has uh, created more favorable conditions to the young bass surviving their first year of growth. And subsequently, that population is, has grown. Uh, we just did a population estimate on Malax, and it's estimated that there are 67,000 um, smallmouth in Malax that are over 12 inches in size. Now, that seems like a lot, but in reality, that's one bass per two acres of water. They tend to be fairly concentrated, and if you look at the number of walleye in the lake, the number of walleye is um, dwarfs the number of smallmouth by comparison. Um, yet, it, that population is supporting an incredible fishery right now for bass fishing. We talk about it every year. You throw a rock and you hit a lake with some great fishing in it, uh, whether it be a lake you've heard of or maybe a 10-acre a uh, hole in the ground you've never heard of before. There's, there's often great fishing in it. Yeah, it, it is pretty cool. We're blessed up, up in this country for all the resources we have access to. Um, I, I was flying back from a, a visit with family um, just yesterday and flew from the Twin Cities to Bemidji. And um, and I, it just I'm trying to guess the lakes that I'm flying over based on their shape. And, and I can pick out some, and I, I know a lot more of them, but it's like, no, that one must be Woman Lake. No, that over, <laughs> one over there is Woman Lake. 
it, it, it's just really if a fo- if persons get an opportunity to fly and look at the lakes, it's breathtaking. It's really really cool and 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 we have such a diversity fishing up here. We're really really fortunate. You know, we didn't even talk about, and I don't want to make my friends at Trout Unlimited unhappy. We didn't even talk about trout. We got tons of what? trout lakes too. We've got the, the trout lakes that are that are stocked and managed, and we have some just wonderful stream resources up here. You know, some of the the best brook trout fishing in Minnesota is in Hubbard and Beltrami County. We've got some tremendous brook trout streams. We have uh, arguably the best brown trout stream in the Straight River in the in the state of Minnesota, and a, a number of other managed streams. Um, to go with those lakes. The trout anglers probably don't want us to talk too much about those, Kevin, because <laughs> yeah, they're right. well-kept secrets. <laughs> true enough, true enough. Well, Henry, I appreciate you taking the time to, to get us kicking off the uh, fishing season here on Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. Again, uh, you know, we're, we're in great shape here. We're very lucky. But the bottom line is, once again, going into this year, as it has been the last several, we really, really, really have to pay attention to our boats and keeping them clean and fighting that AIS situation. Yep. I, I, I think on a year like this when we've been cooped up inside for a long, long time, snow on the ground for six months, we're going to be eager to get out there. We're going to be eager to have that first meal of fresh fish. And um, in our, in our um, exuberance to get on the water, we do need to, to take stock of the things you just mentioned. Do our share, our part with stewardship. Henry Drews is the Regional Fisheries Manager out of the Northwest Office here in Bemidji. Henry, thank you so much for your time today. I I know this won't be the last time we speak this year, but uh, get out there and catch some fish. We'll talk again, my friend. Now moving on to hear from Jason Durant. Welcome back to FPBC. Once again, we had a couple of big events at Destination Sporting Goods and Northwoods Bait and Tackle last weekend, bringing a bunch of big-time anglers in town. And over at Northwoods Bait and Tackle last Saturday, I had a chance to talk to Jason Durham. Jason, how are you? I couldn't be better. I mean, it's a beautiful day. We've got a ton of people here. It's amazing how many people are here today. And again, the big, big names from past, present, and maybe future in fishing are here. Yeah, if you wanted to talk to anybody and get any angling advice, this would be a hub for doing it. And I know a lot of people are eager to get out. I mean, right behind us on Lake Bemidji, it's still covered with ice, not enough to fish on for me. Uh, So everybody's waiting for this open water, and what a great way uh, to pass that time, stop down and chat with everybody about the sport of angling. We don't normally see you this far north. Well, I do come this far north and even further north sometimes, uh, but I, I know a lot of the anglers up here. I don't guide personally in the Bemidji area because there are a lot of guides who know the lakes around here a lot better than I do, but I do come up and fish in the area. Well, you know, I remember a few years ago you had the governor's opener down in your neck of the woods, and it was a very similar year to this one. Uh, what is your gut telling you about whether water is going to be open or not on the 12th? I think we're going to have open water. We already have a few small lakes in the Park Rapids, Nevis area that opened up yesterday. So it's not going to be long. And looking at the forecast coming up, I think I think we're in a good situation. In fact, I think we're in a better situation than back in 2013 when we had the governor's opener. What kind of uh, lakes uh, will you be looking to fish early in the season? Uh, primarily the ones that don't have ice. <laughs> But, uh, you know, I'll be looking at these shallow bodies of water. People talk about it all the time, darker bottoms that are going to heat up faster if you're looking for the walleyes. But I think the anglers that are going to do the best are those that 
kind of avoid the walleyes that go more for the crappies and panfish, northern pike. And, you know, the great thing about the Minnesota opener now, you can fish bass starting at the walleye northern opener. You can't keep any, but you've got a great opportunity to catch some of the biggest largemouth and smallmouth of the entire year so long as you put them back. That's right, and yeah, if, if everybody's in the hot walleye spots or the walleyes are spooked or whatever we're at because of the opener, we always forget about those other options. We're so fortunate that we've got a diverse uh, selection of species that we can target. You know, on just about any lake around here, whether it's Bemidji, further south, further north, you get a bite, you don't know what it's going to be. All right, let's, uh, let's assume we're going to go walleye fishing in the opener. Obviously, jig and minnow. Jig and minnow is the way to go, but I, I never discredit a night crawler or a leech. People sometimes say, well, you don't fish night crawlers until July. You don't fish leeches until, you know, late June. It's not true. You can catch fish on the opener using leeches and crawlers, but every lake is different. I know certain bodies of water, if you don't have a jig and a shiner, you're not going to catch any walleyes. But some of the lakes around where I'm at, you can go out and you can fish a jig and a leech. You can fish, you know, a, a live bait rig and a night crawler, and you do have a very good chance of catching fish. Shiners might be tough on the opener. Shiners might be tough on the opener, that's right. One thing is always acquiring bait, being able to find it and having it available. So we'll just see what happens. Well, Jason, uh, it's, uh, I'm assuming you're expecting another great year in the Park Rapids area. So many, just like up here, so many great bodies of water in your area. You know, we were just talking about it, a couple of us guides, that there's far more people that utilize these lakes today ice fishing than they do open water. And we're really fortunate in that you can go out, even if it's the 4th of July, and you might only encounter a handful of boats that are actually fishing. So with so many lakes around, you can find one that's not going to be busy in spots that don't have a number of anglers you know, trying to catch fish in the same area. Jason, thanks for stopping by. We'll be talking to you this summer. Hey, thanks, Kev, and uh, wishing everybody a safe and successful opener. M-F-I-S-H-I-I-N-P-O-P-O-N-I-N-Country.